Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hour two on the scorecard here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score... Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito here with you. And uh, we are pleased to jump out now to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. There we find the founder of Zero Friction Golf, John Icano. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you today? Doing great, John. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, John. We really uh, uh, we do appreciate it. You know, you are are one of the uh, Chicago-based uh, golf companies. Uh, you don't make um, you know equipment. You don't make drivers and putters and all that. But you make all kinds of stuff: gloves, balls, tees, range finders, uh, everything uh, related to golf. Um, but I remember, John. I remember when your I think it was your first product came out years ago. It was a uh, it was a performance golf tee, and I remember thinking to myself, you know, just as sort of a skeptic and an old newspaper guy and kind of, you know, what are you talking about? How does this work, and how could it be any different than a regular old wooden tee, and, and you invented that, and uh, what, 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 what was, uh, how did you do that? Why did you do that? Yeah, uh, so Barry, we were a wood golf tee uh, company originally. That's how we started. And uh, wood golf tees are, of course, very commodity-driven and are non-performance. And, uh, you know, being an average golfer myself, uh, I think uh, what an average golfer likes the most is a pooched-up fly or lie uh, out of the rough or wherever they could find one. And I thought to myself, you know, in sports, everything is about performance and equipment and such. Why can't there be a performance tee? So what we did was created the zero-friction three-pronged tee in around 0506 and um, basically what we did is a kind of a tripod design and we took 66% of the normal T surface coverage away so you had a lot more ball to face contact at the time of impact and uh, you know we had them tested out at golf labs in Carlsbad California and um, uh, you know they're they're 50% straighter the uh, right or left of a wood tee is 14 feet of center line, and the zero friction tee is seven feet. So it's pretty substantial. And then um, 
the distance, uh, the, the average uh, ball flight from a wood tee was 250 yards, and the zero friction tee was 255 yards. And then they quickly caught on, especially with the tour players. Uh, you know, we've had well over 70 wins on the PGA Tour. We've made, uh, we've made the tees for the U.S. Open. We made them for the Open Championship at Turnberry in 2009. We were the official product. When Watson almost won, I happened to be there. It was, it was just an amazing uh, experience. So we've done a lot with it. And, and it is true. You do see your tees uh, in the locker rooms um, at, at uh, PGA Tour events. It's, uh, you know, you, you walk through the locker room and you go, oh, there's the tees. And the guys can grab them and, uh, and play them. So it is quite amazing. But uh, good for you. And uh, I know it's just more proof that I know nothing. And that's great. <laughs> So, well, uh, and, and John, I wanted to ask too because I, I'm always curious as to the backstories, right? So obviously, you, you were in the golf business, you had a company, you were already making this, but are you are you one of those types? Is your brain always working in terms of, hey, I, why don't we try this? Why can't we do this? I mean, certain people, you're almost uh, driven by the by the the new stuff. Like, what can I do differently? Is that how this came about? Is are you one of those guys who likes to tinker with everything? Yeah, I, I am, Mike. I'm not an engineer or anything like that. I just try to go back to the old school of basic common sense and try to look at products and look at, an, you know, whatever the industry is. Uh, and for me, of course, it's golf and say, you know, what can we do to improve what may already be ex- uh, in existence out there? Or if it's not in existence, what can we make that would be different? You know, we, we're, we're not interested in trying to chase any of the big majors you know, the folks that make clubs and, and I, you know, drivers and irons and putters and all that. Uh, there's plenty of those guys doing that, and they do a great job of it. But in the category where we're in with gloves, balls, what we do in balls has been really, really uh, good. Uh, tees, especially our new laser, which has a pistol grip style to it. And, uh, and a new series of some other products that are coming out within the next, uh, probably in the next 120 days that we're really excited about. Well, before we get into those, John, what, what about the glove? Uh, I mean, people buy golf gloves, and typically, you know, you just buy your Titleist glove, you put it on, and, and it lasts you for however long it lasts, and then you buy a new one. It's a dispos- it's a disposable or whatever they call it uh, yeah. in the industry. And yet, and then you've got one, and then you have to buy a certain size, you know, a cadet or a this or whatever. And But yours is... Um, uh, a good glove and and it's it's one size fits all and it and it does it's awesome well thank you uh barry thanks very much you know i'll tell you a, a quick story on how that all happened uh so with our golf tees we make them in about a dozen different colors and if if you focus on one length a two and three quarter which is standard you could put 12 different colors on a single peg in a retail store. And I happened to be at PJ Superstores. This was in uh, 2013, and I wanted to buy a black golf glove. And, um, and there was a sea of white. I mean, that's just two right. or three aisles of white golf gloves. And I'm a medium cadet, and uh, they never really fit me right, uh, the different brands. And, uh, and I, I said, you know, somebody should really come out with a one-size glove. They should use compression so that it's taught to the hand and only expands when needed. And I said, boy, if somebody did that, they could create a dozen colors, put them on a single peg, just like <laughs> we do with tees. And I, and I um, was looking then, a, a men's glove actually comes in 11 sizes, one right. color, 11 sizes. Well, 
you know, that's that's if you wanted six colors, that would be 66 SKUs on the shelf. No one can no one can support that. None of the retailers. And uh, for us to do six colors would be six SKUs. So it's an 11 to one ratio. Right. So then I sat there and I was getting ready to go to my golf game and I was buying my white glove. And uh, I said, somebody should really do that. And I actually canceled my golf game that day. And I went back to work and started working on the project. And it took me about a year to get it all figured out, get it done the right way. We've got global patents on the one size, uh, numerous, numerous patents on it. It's, it's got a lot, lot of intellectual property. And it's just been an amazing product. And we've expanded the platform in all sorts of categories in the one size. Um, so it's been great. It's just, just fantastic. Just great. Really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we and go ahead, John. I was gonna say we we have one size gloves now, not in just synthetic and Cabretta, but we have a copper flex glove. We have a glove, a Ultratec, that actually has silicone in uh, in pressure points on on the palm and finger pads. Uh, just the same type of silicone that football receivers have on their gloves. We have another glove called Ultra Feel that's padded to take a lot of the reverb out of the shaft. Uh, we have a all-weather glove called Storm. It's a combination rain and cold glove. So you know all these all these really great products. Yeah, no, and and John, before I even knew, you know, but I, I knew the name Zero Friction, but before I even put two and two together and realized that the uh, the matte balls were yours, I knew of the balls and the colors are very distinctive and certainly. Uh, uh, the gear is as well, but where, when you're, when you're designing golf balls, how does that work for you? How, wh- what was your process there? You know, for us, the biggest thing was we weren't interested in trying to compete at the upper, upper end in a urethane three piece, four piece type ball, like Titleist and some of the other guys, you know, that takes a lot of big brand money to, to take a product like that and, and grab market share. Um, and they're the elephants in the room, quite frankly, in that category. But what we wanted to build was a product that was playable for 98% of the golfers. And, um, and, and then we embarked on, on creating our uh, 80 compression two-piece Serlin ball, uh, distance ball. And we do that in our, in our uh, matte colors, and we also do it in a shiny white ball. But the thing we do that's a little different, Serlin, which is the cover uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, comes in you know, 10 different hardnesses, uh, one being the softest, 10 being the hardest, which is that real cheap ball that you'll find out there. And uh, so we pay, a, we pay a bit extra, and we put a, a, a soft serlin, a one, if you will, on the cover. And the playability is just sensational. I always like to refer people to Amazon for the fact that um, we sell an awful lot of golf balls on Amazon, and we have all five-star ratings. And you don't get five-star ratings if the product isn't good. So, so that's kind of how we do it. And um, we'd rather go, you know, sell 98% of the market than, than the upper echelon that plays the uh, that plays the real premium ball. It's it's uh, really great, John. Just I love just hearing the business story and the thought process uh, behind your innovation is really good. So, do you have any uh, other innovations and products uh, coming out anytime soon, John? Uh, and you can do some breaking news here on the score. Okay, Barry, we're going to give it to you and Mike first. How's that? All sound? right, good. Um, <laughs> I hope the, I hope the AP is listening. Let's get it on. You know. <laughs> well, well, you can't buy them just yet because they're not physically in the market. They're actually in production and be out in about 120 days. 
But the first is something that's really needed in the industry, and um, it's a golf tee. It's our performance golf tee, our three-pronged tee. We made a little bit of a switch to it, and we're making it in a three-inch length. And that's because a two-and-three-quarter tee is a little too short for most folks today and a three-and-a-quarter too long. So we internally we laugh and we say now we've created the one the one size length tee and it's three inch it's kind of perfect for everybody and we're making it in two cup styles one is our three prong and the other is a standard cup design and we've got these cool little airfoils that go through the tee it looks kind of interesting but the key to the product is the tip we've patented um, a little pitchfork on the tip so you can now properly repair the green. Uh, instead of just jamming your tee into the green, it has a pitchfork, which will be uh, a lot more forgiving on the turf. And we think that this is really going to be substantial in the industry. The Golf Course Superintendents Association uh, is just thrilled that we've come out with this, and they're going to be supporting us a great deal with it, with all the superintendents, because now every golfer with a tee in their pocket could have a proper divot, repl- uh, divot repair tool at the same time. So we're, we're pretty excited about that, and um, I'm actually working closely right now with Kemper Sports Management up in Northbrook. They manage about 130 courses around the country, and uh, they're really intrigued with the product, so we'll see what happens there. And then um, in the world of golf bags and such, we, we, you know, we have a really nice line of golf bags that we've developed and uh, doing quite well with them. Big supporter here locally for us is PGA Superstores. Uh, we have a we have a stand bag, carry stand bag that we include with it uh, a 40 uh, uh, inch uh, waffle towel and a glove, and those are actually in the store right now. It's 169 dollars at Superstores, and uh, it's just a great value and a great product. But where we've really gone is into the um, mobile uh, mobile cart business, and and by that uh, we've actually taken and patented worldwide a golf bag, a carry stand bag, and we put uh, 11-inch wheels can snap onto the bottom of the bag in about two seconds. And there's an ergonomic handle built into the bag as well, to the back of the bag. So basically, if you're, if you're going to go play golf and you decide, I want to walk today and I want to push, you know, I want a push cart, well, you don't need to buy a push cart. Your bag in two seconds turns in to a push cart and uh and if you say well you know what i just want to carry my bag today you just leave the wheels off uh the handle uh does not impede you the way we've designed it into the bag and you could just carry your bag that day or you could put it on the back of a motor cart so it's kind of a very versatile three-in-one bag we think it's going to be substantial because of how much people like to walk uh you know today when they play golf and um, and in our platform, we've got two other versions. Uh, the second version coming out will have uh, power wheels, so to have a power assist. If you're playing a real hilly golf course, uh, you know you just push a button and the wheels will engage and go with you. And then the third version will be a uh, bag that actually has a kind of a cantilever where uh, comes out of the back of the bag, and there's a third wheel system. And the bag will walk alongside of you electronically. It's called Stride. And you simply set the gauge to your gate of walk, and it will walk along with you at that, at that rate. So pretty exciting stuff. You know, nothing like this out there at all in the industry. But what I love about it is these, these folding and collapsible carts, 
take up so much room in your trunk, and then you have to yes. put your clubs in there. This yep. is no different. This is only your bag. And all three of these products, it's just your bag. We give you a nylon drawstring bag to uh, to put the wheels in to keep your car clean, and away you go. So uh, we call it Wheel Pro, and um, we'll be actually the real press will be coming out on it in about in about thirty to forty five days, and then the bags will be here uh, by the first of December. So it's it's pretty. That exciting. is a great idea because you're right. It, it, people do like to walk, and yet you don't walk every time you play, right? Some people right. do. But, uh, you know, sometimes you go to a, you're in an outing or you're with a business thing and you have to go in a golf cart, you know, regular golf motorized cart. And so you say, well, wow, I've got that big uh, push cart in my bag, in my trunk. It's like it takes up half the trunk. Even if you have an SUV, it's, it's, uh, it takes up a lot of room. So I think what you're, this is an, another ingenious idea, which is so cool. And I think people will be excited to see how it works you know you have to some, sometimes you have to see some of this stuff in action in order for it to you know you're not a, you know you're not an early adopter it takes me about five years to see it uh, <laughs> you know and then i then i say oh okay i have a good idea i think i'll buy one of these uh zero friction uh uh, uh wheel pro strides or wheel pro carts <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's some pretty fun stuff I, I really enjoy creating these these various products and different products it, you know, it's always a challenge for me in my own head to come out with something that's not a tchotchke, if you will. And we don't ever want to bring anything to market. Our our mantra in the office is uh, we will only bring something to market that has some technological advancement and in, 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 in improvement uh, for, the, for the golfer and for the game. Uh, and it has to be priced affordably where 98% of consumers can afford our products. And third, it has to be a product we ourselves as consumers would find merit in buying. If those things don't qualify the product, we're not going to put our name on it. That's so great. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say it is very cool. And uh, I know uh, John, you, you mentioned uh, you saw a lot of golf balls on Amazon, but your website is zerofriction.com. All the products are there. I'm looking at it right now as we speak and uh, uh, debating uh, some uh, some different golf balls as you're uh, talking about the new Wheel Pro. So uh, we, we definitely appreciate your time. And listen, it's, it's always fascinating. I know Barry is uh, in the same boat. I love hearing about uh, how the innovators uh, behind uh, some of the equipment uh, and some of the new uh, things in the game of golf, how you come up with it, your backstories, your histories, uh, and certainly uh, great products. And we, we really appreciate your time this morning. Well, thank you, Mike, and thank you, Barry, for having me on. I really enjoyed it. All right, All right. that's John Icano, founder of Zero Friction Golf, uh, zerofriction.com, as, uh, as uh, I was just saying. And yeah, Barry, that's uh, it's one of those random things where before I knew exactly what it was, I knew their golf balls before I knew that it was their golf balls, right? I I had played with them, I had seen them. They stand out, right? Um, yeah. And uh, it is uh, certainly uh, certainly cool to hear the backstory and uh, you know innovating how people come up with uh, some of these innovations for for some of the equipment that. As you mentioned, you know, the wheel carts, right? And he was just talking about his new Wheel Pro uh, series that's coming in uh, it, later this year. You know, we've all seen the, the, you know, the push carts, but 
you know, to innovate from that and to, to really do something is, is very cool. Right. And uh, just the imagination that it takes to be um, an entrepreneur and, and to, to, I mean, how many, how many times have you been in a, or people, our listeners been in a golf store, whether it's PGA Superstore or wherever, and looked at all those white gloves and all those different sizes and kind of just looked around and, gee, am I, a, what size am I? You know, or is the, the size of the Titleist glove different than the size of the Callaway glove or the mm-hmm. other types of gloves? And to, and for him to invent a glove, I mean, I've worn his glove. I've I've gotten a super tube. I think at the Chicago Golf Show they were giving away super tubes, and yep. they got one. And uh, you know, you wear that glove, and uh, it's it's a good, it's really a good glove. You're not gonna say, oh, this is just a, a not a good glove. It's a great glove. And the balls, I actually used the balls last. Uh, Last fall, and uh, the, uh, the the yellowish green balls, uh, and mm-hmm. they, you know they're easy to find. You know, especially in the in the fall when the when the uh, when the colors change, and maybe you, you you don't see the ball quite as well. It buries uh, in in the rough. I seldom hit it in the rough, as you know. Of course, uh, but You're but when on the on time. the odd event that I do, uh, <laughs> it was easier to find the ball that the in those cases. But uh, yeah, it's just great and. Uh, uh, it, it's just the mind of the entrepreneur, just like we had David Glaude on a couple of weeks ago yeah. from uh, from Tour Edge. Uh, same type of thing. Um, uh, guys with uh, great imaginations, and uh, they're kind of fearless in the way they go about their business. It's a good way yeah. to be. Absolutely. And they are right here in the Chicago area, which is, uh, uh, I don't want to say a hotbed, but certainly plenty of golf-based uh, businesses uh, right here in the Chicagoland area, which is uh, always great to see. Uh, We are late for a break. When we come back, uh, we will dive back into the U.S. Open uh, and uh, talk about what's going on out there at Torrey Pines. Last segment uh, of the show will be Dave Shedlowski, golf reporter. We'll talk U.S. Open with him. We have some texts and tweets to reply to as well, Barry. We'll do all that when we come back on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito, right here with you on 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at 
at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Back on the scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. U.S. Open weekend, Barry, is here, and uh, our leaderboard is uh, looking pretty interesting. <laughs> our leaderboard is almost as interesting as the Iron Butterfly from uh, that's San right. Diego. And, uh, boy, that is that is the day. That is back in the day. That is that is something right there. In a Degata, yeah. in a, I can't even say it, in a good Degata Vita. In a Degata Vita. And it was a... Uh, <laughs> I think it goes like it's like a it's like about a thirteen minute song. So uh, there you, know, you go. It's, uh, it's seventeen minutes actually. Oh, seventeen minutes. I, I don't sell it short. But but you know, uh, Adam, from the, the the perspective of a radio producer, a great uh, a great record to put on when you uh, you know you need a break. There, there you go. If you're a DJ, if you're a rock and roll DJ, back you know, the Dick the Dick Biondi of your era. Although Dick Biondi would be AM. So you'd yeah. have to get an XRT uh, that would uh, yeah, yeah. playing the playing the long form FM style of radio that came on in the in the '60s when FM that would def- presented that would, itself. That would definitely be one of the hey, I'm on in the middle of the night and there's no one else in the radio station and I really need to you know you know yeah, take a quick go out, time go out, out here. Let's let's get go, uh, Iron yeah. Butterfly on. Go out in the back and have a smoke. <laughs> you could you could do that. You could do certainly. Uh, that's uh, good stuff there uh, as we feature San Diego music. Uh, and, and I wanted to mention actually too, Barry, before we get out into the open, uh, some Twitter uh, replies coming at us uh, uh, through uh, or, or after our first segment uh, when we talked to Nick Papadakis uh, with the Western Junior Championship. I wanted to mention this because, yeah, we want to mention our local guys. Um Two-time back-to-back uh, defending state champion NIU commit Ben Sluzas from Lockport will be playing in the Western Junior Amateur uh, this weekend. Uh, that from the Porter's Boys Golf Twitter handle. We appreciate you, Lockport uh, Twitter, uh, there uh, supporting your own. So Ben's yeah, a great ben... player. He won the yes, he won the uh, 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 Illinois State Junior last year out at McRae. I remember when he got the trophy. Yep. And uh, I wanted to throw this one by you, this, uh, this from a, a Twitter follower as well. I am at Espo670 on Twitter. Barry is at Barry Cronin. If you want to tweet at us, please do so. Uh, this uh, listener, Jay Moore, says he has difficulty finding and seeing the hole in the ball on his HD TV. And Barry, do you uh, see that as well? I, I have not, uh, I can't say that I have noticed it, but I know of which you speak. I know a hockey puck. Uh, for instance, is often difficult to pick out on on the TV. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, there's something about the uh, and I, I I noticed that it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, uh, I, I I do agree with that. And I think this week is different than other weeks. And I'm not sure why. Whether it's the whether it's the uh, it's the marine layer, as we say, or as we like to say in Chicago, fog. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure why that is, but I do agree with that. And uh, and it is nice, though, that they have the technology um, to to show. I, I let, yesterday they showed Mickelson's uh, putt on, I think it was it was an eagle putt on, I think it was 18. That could be mistaken. 63 foot putt, and they showed 
um, you know, they show how how the putt goes and, you know, how it's going to break, et cetera, and how uphill it was. Um, of course, Mickelson, you know, almost made it. Nat- <laughs> well, naturally. It. He leaves it six inches away and, you know, taps in for birdie. So nice going. But I maybe they need to do that, show that a little bit more, uh, at least so you would have some idea of where the ball's going. But uh, I'm not sure they're even aware of it. But uh, uh, but it is a good, really good observation. As we have great listeners, so they only yeah. have great observations. Unless they criticize no. us, in which case, <laughs> which case well, then we, we, we block them from our Twitter or whatever. That, yes, that, and, and that, that never happens, Barry, because there's certainly, you know, we, we, we have... Uh, we have nothing but supportive listeners here on the scorecard, and uh, we do appreciate yeah. them. Uh, and we're definitely going to talk a lot more about the U.S. Open. Uh, we're going to do that with our next guest. His name is Dave Shedlosky. is a veteran golf reporter, Golf Digest, Golf Week, uh, etc. He will uh, join us to talk about the U.S. Open. And we'll talk about that leaderboard. It's uh, very interesting, and if you if you are of the betting kind and you had a a uh, card that said Russell Henley or Richard Bland before this weekend. I'm betting that you're lying to me because I'm betting that that uh, did not happen. But there's our co-leaders, five under par, Russell Henley, Richard Bland. But the the leaderboard is very interesting after that. We'll talk uh, about the U.S. Open leaderboard, everything going on out of Torrey Pines with Dave Shedlosky when we return on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, here on 670 The Score. Back on 670, the score, scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito, and if we're in San Diego, well, we're, we're, we're playing a little game here, Barry, because we're going to let Eddie Vedder be from San Diego, even though he's from the Chicago area. Uh, but he lived in San Diego, so we're going we're gonna to put Pearl Jam into our San Diego music, and why not? Because we exactly. like them. Exactly. Maybe the Ricketts uh, are listening. or <laughs> we, we now jump on out to the Circa Resort and Casino hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, Dave Shedlowski join us, uh, joins us, excuse me, veteran golf reporter. Hey, Dave, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, Dave. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, what what a strange leaderboard, huh, Dave? For the uh, for the good old U.S. Open uh, out of Torrey Pines, um, it's uh, strange. What do you think? <laughs> well, it, 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 it certainly um, at the top presents uh, opportunities for two guys who, you know, one has played in only four major championships and just won his first European Tour title in twenty something years. The other guy. He's played in some majors, never has had a top 10 in, in any of them, and has never even been in the top 10 after three, six holes, except one other time in the U.S. Open. So, um, you know, these guys are obviously capable. It's just they don't have a lot of experience, and that is Russell Henley and and Richard Bland. And uh, um, it's going to be fascinating to see if they hold up today because we know how the U.S. Open can kind of ratchet up the screws. Right. Uh, they may they may realize they're playing they're leading the U.S. Open and, uh, and go, oh, my God, I'm leading the U.S. Open. I, this this is not where I'm supposed to be in my life. Uh, and then you've got, um, of course, Louie, who's always got the he's always on the leaderboard in these majors. Um, and then he his putter sort of betrays him. And then you got Matthew Wolf, who took 
a couple of months off, um, and God bless him, a nice young man, and uh, he apparently had battled some uh, some. I don't know if it's depression or anxiety, but uh, left, uh, went back to Stillwater, Oklahoma, where he went to college just to kind of be near his friends because he was kind of isolated with, with the COVID situation, traveling. And then you got Bubba, Bubba Watson at the U.S. Open. What the heck is going on? It's cats yeah, and dogs nine, almost. How does that work? 91 over par in his last 10 U.S. Opens coming into this week. Which is worse than <laughs> which is worse than the in in the decade stretch of anybody who's played in them. So yeah, it, it, Bubba is especially uh, a strange case. But um, but he likes Story Pines, and maybe this is a golf course that that he can finally win a U.S. Open on. We'll see. Well, that would be and, a really good story. That would be a fun story. It would. Yeah, and Dave, we haven't mentioned John Rahm, and I know uh, he's been playing great golf, and uh, he's lurking. Let's call him lurking there at three under, just two <laughs> shots off, but uh, 69-70 and, and you know, steady as he goes. Well, that's the story that I think everybody would kind of want to see if, uh, you know, um, if we're really, you know, getting down to it. Matthew Wolf would be a wonderful story with all the mental health issues. Bubba Watson, same kind of uh, storyline he's battled. Uh, mental health issues, and I mean, look, those are it, it, you know, to to deal with golf when you're you've got some things going on in your head that maybe aren't the best. Um, those are, th- that's great, but everybody I think understands. John Ron played some of the best golf of the year by anybody at the Memorial Tournament here in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, he was just ripping apart Muirfield Village Golf Club. He was 18 under, tied the 54-hole scoring records held by Scott Hoke, of all people, from way back in the 90s. <laughs> and uh, um, a six-shot lead, which also tied uh, the 54-hole record held by Tiger Woods, who uh, seems more legitimate. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, then he's gone. COVID positive test, and, and them's the rules. So, uh Boy, that just ended up making the Memorial Tournament a very strange finish, won by Patrick Cantley, but also made John Rahm a very, very um, sympathetic figure. Yeah, you know, you can say anything you want about maybe you should have got a vaccinated, but, hey, look, that's everybody's own personal choice. He understands that it cost him. It would be cool if he won this week. Yeah, I think he's definitely the sentimental choice uh, uh, this this year, and he's certainly right there in the hunt at three under par. These it seems to me, I mean, if I'm just sitting there in the press room, I'm going, you know, uh, John, uh, uh, Rich, Richard Bland, and and uh, and Russell Henley are coming back to the field, and Louis going to be Louis. And uh, Bubba and uh, and Matthew Wolf haven't really shown any form, and so what you're saying is Rom could go out, shoot a great round today, and you know who else is is another pre-tournament favor, one shot back is Xander Schauffele, and then you have Scotty Scheffler, who's one who's one stroke behind them, and then at, at, at even par, you have all the uh, all the big boys, all the guys, yeah. Phil and Colin and Bryson, JT Brooksy. And then one stroke behind them is Rory. So you got the whole, you got the whole, the whole shooting match there. And wouldn't it be cool if Brooks and Bryson were at the top of the leaderboard on Sunday, going mano a mano? You could have a wrestling match on the putting green before they got to the first tee, Dave. Yeah, it, the only thing better would be if it rained. It'd be a mud wrestling match. So I guess uh, <laughs> in the marine layer. <laughs> yeah, in the marine layer. But we're not going to get rain, and it's going to it's going to get harder. I, the guy, 
I, I mean, I think the guy that's kind of scary is Bryson. Um, made a swing change overnight. He says it came to him in, in his sleep. And, look, the guy probably <laughs> dreams about golf. Uh, but, I mean, he made a swing change, a slight adjustment in, in uh, you know, in his wrist cock on the way down, in his downswing, and um, shot 69. And I, I'd be kind of worried about that guy. I mean, you know, he didn't lead after 36 at Wingfoot either, or 54, and he, and he won by six. So that's yeah, a guy and- that, that I think you'd really have to worry about if you're not worried about a John Rahm. Well, and, and Dave, uh, Barry mentioned Phil Mickelson, who after a, an opening round 75 came back with a 69 yesterday, and Lord knows the entire uh, area, the, probably the entire country is rooting for Phil to, to kind of close out his, uh, his majors here with, with a win in, uh, in the U.S. Open. Uh, he is, what, seven shots back? Is that realistic, do you think? Um, you know, I, I'm writing a story this morning about the fact that they eliminated the 10-shot rule, but they had the 10-shot rule to U.S. Open because they felt like after 36, anybody within 10 probably still had a chance. So definitely Phil seven back is – I mean, look, look, the whole field is only nine back. I mean, total. Right. So, um, I, I mean, really, if anybody caught fire, they would they would definitely have – a a realistic chance, but they're going to obviously have to have a good round today. Will Phil have a good round today? I'm not, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Phil, Phil probably turned a, a 74 into 69 yesterday. I mean, it, nobody has a short game like that guy. And right. he saved so many pars coming in. It, it, it was just amazing. And I, I just don't think you can keep doing that. I mean, uh, not even Phil. Uh, would it be great? Of course. Look, you know, everybody wants to see him win a U.S. Open after six runner-up finishes, and definitely seven shots isn't going to really bother him. What's going to bother him is he's missing fairways and greens, and, and I mean, he's scrambling his arse off, and, and you just you just can't – got to wonder if, if at 51 that, you know, that he can continue doing that. I just wonder, uh, it would be interesting to see, uh, Torrey Pines is not a quote-unquote great golf course. It's a great golf course because it's located in the Pacific time zone and can be uh, on prime time, uh, put the U.S. Open on in prime time. That's one more one why it's a great golf course, and of course it's also located on the Pacific Ocean. But if the USGA sets it up, uh, so that on Saturday these guys can get back into contention and you could get some low rounds potentially uh, from that even par group. Um, it could really make for an exciting Sunday. Do you think the USGA will make it uh, more of a fun and accessible type of a, uh, of a round today, uh, Dave? You know, that's a, it's a great question, Barry, and, and, and I could see the, the, uh, the benefit of doing so. You want to see... You know, if if a guy can go out and shoot a, another, I mean, what the low round of the, of the championship so far is sixty seven. Can somebody go out and shoot sixty six and get himself into the mix? I don't know. One way of you know kind of making this uh, more bunched up is to make it harder, and that would be the argument I would make, mm. and certainly one I would want to see. I I, I want to see them you know tighten the screws on this baby. I mean, these greens have been fairly soft for two mm-hmm. days. Well, you know what that. You know, cut that nonsense out. Let's get these things hard, and uh, and, and that way it makes fairways um, more important to hit. That doesn't mean that you know you can't still spin it if you if you're playing out of the fairway, but you know you're going to have to hit some great shots. That's what I'd like to see. But right. 
No, this is the new USGA. I have no idea, Barry, what they're going to do to set this thing up today. It'll be right. interesting. Right. Well, maybe if they could make the sun come out instead of the the fog, yeah, that, would that would be that would help. I mean, because it's pretty hard to uh, to make the greens um, much harder if the if they've got that morning fog thing going on. Uh, hopefully, it yeah. will will clear up, and, and at least some of the guys with the later tee times will have to uh, contend with with uh, with uh, more difficult greens uh, that that may 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 dry out under the under the beautiful California sun. Uh, so, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. If you read the if you read the setup reports, they've been watering the greens, and I'm like, man, turn the faucet off. You know, I mean, uh-huh. you do have a marine layer that will help keep the greens somewhat soft. So, but they're watering. They're saying they're watering the greens for turf health. Hey, huh. you know what? They've got till next February to deal with turf health for the next Farmers Insurance Open. Turn off the spigots and let's just you know kind of firm these babies up. Boy, I didn't realize they were watering the greens. That's a that's a great uh, insight. I had I didn't realize that. Um, well, maybe that's why uh, why Phil Mickelson was so complimentary of the USGA and Jason Gore yesterday in his post uh, round interview. Um, <laughs> that could be maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Well, uh, like I said, it's been it's a new USGA in terms of philosophy. We saw what. Gary Woodland was, what, 11 under at Pebble Beach, which is ridiculous. I mean, you know, three over won it in 2010, and nobody complained. That was, you know, uh, Graham McDowell. Um, You know, we've seen some other uh, setups that, look, I think the one that that Mike Davis wishes he had back was Shinnecock in 2018. Um, The third round really got away from him. The discrepancy in scoring from the early starters to the late ones was unbelievable. And then the next day, they overcorrected him to Tommy Fleetwood nearly stole the thing with a 63 right. and it could have been 61. And he missed right. two ten footers coming in. Uh, thank God Brooks Kepka shot 68 and won by a shot. So um, I, I just think they need to get a little more back to the philosophy of, okay, you know, I mean, the rough can be, you know, manageable like it is here this week at Torrey Pines, but make the greens harder. And I love the fact that they have brought back the, the high rough around the greens which has really caused some havoc in, in recovery shots. And I, I love that. Uh, you know, no more of these options and chipping areas. Come on. Right. These guys, you know, make it penal if they miss the green. I agree with you. I agree with you that, that, that US, the U.S. Open's kind of lost its identity. And uh, Mike Davis really uh, changed the aesthetic of, of, the, of the U.S. Open. And listen too much to all these guys who want to have chipping areas, and the media were 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 kind of picked up this. Oh, this was back in the '90s, when or whenever, whenever he. I'm not sure exactly when he took over, but whatever. And and th- there was this whole call for all this uh, change in the nature of the U.S. Open, and he did it. And uh, it, it and. Uh, you know, the only place you can play the U.S. Open now is Pinehurst and uh, and Shinnecock and some of these old clubs. And, you know, they've got Torrey Pines, like I said, because it's out on the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, um, I'm not a big I mean, the Pacific fan. Ocean, duh. And and duh. it's in a good, it's a good time zone. It's not a great golf course. It's not even a very good golf course. But, you know, I mean, uh, look, they made $50 million in 2008 at that U.S. Open because they had so many fans there. So, they, you know, they chose it because... It was a, it's a, they, they can control, you know, the, uh, the nature of the golf course, which they always like to do. And, you know, they thought, Hey, this is another good opportunity for uh, a lot of fans and a lot of 
hospitality tents and and making some dough on it. And and I, look, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, you know, that, that, that's great. Yep. But they're going to go back more to Shinnecock, Oakmont, Pinehurst. I mean, these these old classics, and and it's a great move. Look, you can go to Oakmont tomorrow and probably you know have a harder golf course than you're going to have at Torrey. Right. Well, and, and Dave, uh, we definitely appreciate your time this morning. We are out of time, uh, but we'll definitely be watching uh, the last two rounds here and uh, appreciate you jumping on with us today. Absolutely. Invite me back. This is fun. Thanks, Dave. Absol- appreciate it. We will. Thank you very much to uh, Dave Shedlosky, uh, golf reporter talking U.S. Open, John Icano from Zero Friction Golf. Uh, we had Lewis Sauer uh, from LS Golf Academy in Northbrook. Nick Papadakis from Antwentia Club in Lake Forest. Barry Cronin, thank you, my friend. A great show as always. We'll be watching, uh, see how this U.S. Open finishes. Thanks, Mike. It'll be fun to talk about it next week. And our thanks to Adam Studzinski for producing our show as always. And a reminder, log on to cdga.org slash contest. Register to win our starter pack. Imperial hat, towel, zero friction super tube with Spectrum at balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need to start the season, that's cdga.org slash contest. I'm Mike Esposito. Stick around here on 670. The score early odds is next. Inside the clubhouse after that, you've got Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.